Hello, folks. This is Wild Fang from the Wild Street Fighting Podcast, or the Wild Fang Podcast, depending on who you ask. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money for your podcast with no medium listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Please. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com and get started. Have fun. Hello, welcome to the podcast today. Today is just me. And Mr. Darkwave, say hello, sir. Hello, hello. Of course, as usual, just us today. Everybody decided not to join. Uh, hopefully, we can start getting these out a little more regularly, because this, this podcast is old as shit. <laughs> I mean, old as hell. But I can add a few topics here. Um, what to say what to say how have you been for the last couple weeks man i've been all right just relaxing gaming and working a bunch working a bunch same here same here i've also been working a bunch and i honestly can say i hate it i hate life i hate everything about life okay i hate it life is gay so now moving on gotta edit that part out it's real simple because I can. It's real close, but whatever. Anyway, moving on. I recently saw a topic on one of the neighboring podcasts. Uh, shout outs to them again, which is the Vitamin G podcast, of course. I I, I, I like those guys, and I wanted to ask a question, right? And it's a serious question. What? Like we we've all played a lot of games here. You, me, and you've played a lot of games. Right, what are your mm-hmm. most hated mechanics in any type of game? Um, most hated mechanic. Yeah, most hated mechanics. I, th- I wouldn't say. Hmm. I guess it could be. Do you know you have games where you have like multiple characters? Yeah. But you know, like. Dragon Age and all that shit. I, I think one of my most hated things. It's not. It's not necessarily a bad mechanic. It's just that I hate it sometimes. When I'm especially when I'm lazy. Yeah. It's the fact that you have to sit here and micromanage every single character that is there, and it's like I hate doing it. Like especially when I'm lazy. Um, I wish cause, you know, sometimes they don't have an auto button to just level them up. And it's just, it's very irritating to me. It really is. Here. Well, fine. Sorry about that. Okay, so the reason I asked because I, I really had like a 
like a serious situation here. I was thinking about it. I hate a lot of mechanics in a lot of these games. Micromanaging can be annoying, but it also, for me, it depends on the game. If it's like an RTS, that makes sense, you know what I mean? But Yeah, RTS is fine. I'm talking about like Dragon Age or stuff like that when you have these characters. Like, I don't really necessarily... And like, they bring them with you just for the sake of bringing them with you, but you don't really give a shit that they're with you. Yeah, yeah, I get that part. They don't, I mean, and, and it's like having to sit here and literally micromanage them just to... Uh, I guess for either to progress or even, you know, I guess succeed. It just gets kind of annoying, especially when I'm lazy. It's just I, I don't like it all that much. But again, it also depends on the type of game. That's why I was kind of say it's not a bad feature. Yeah. But for like action games like that, when you just kind of want to focus on your own character, it's it's just annoying to me. Is there any games you do hate, like a mechanic? In? Um. Let me think. Games mechanics that I hate. I don't want to say. I don't think I hate many. Because usually most mechanics that happen in the game, I feel like they're warranted for the game. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's there's things I don't necessarily care for, but. Like, I don't know if we consider turn-based a mechanic, really. Yeah, that's uh, not a mechanic. <laughs> that would be the game itself. Hey, man. Yeah, I mean, there's not even mechanics I hate. It's just certain things, like, I think the only thing I can really say is the, the micromanaging in certain games that I don't think need it. It's probably my most hated, if I had to say it. Hmm. Most mechanics, I feel like, are fine in most games that, that I play, you know. So okay. I would just say with the micromanaging of, of everything, whatever. Yeah. I am going to say there's one particular mechanic that I despise in games. And I'm going to have to say that would be weapon breaking. I, I, I said that's actually been the thing that is actually starting to piss me off in certain games. Like Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. N- n- none of that. I, I hated it. I hated the fucking. That was the worst part about Breath of the Wild. That shit was so bad. It was almost like every weapon was literally made out of paper. Or fucking whatever, any substance that could easily break. Like, how the fuck did he have a kingdom with weapons could break so fucking easily? Like, that shit was frustrating throughout the game. So it barely made me want to use, like, special weapons until boss fights. And even then, they'd break easier on the boss fights dome piece. So I was like, bruh, this is trash. Uh, Like, Breath of the Wild is terrible. Dark Souls 2, it was fucking terrible. Like, I didn't understand that shit so much that, to this day, I still don't understand why weapons just break on you. And it's even started to sneak in some key uh, key games like Crown or Kingdom 2 Crowns and whatever, where certain ca- uh, classes in that game, weapons break, and it's just like, yo, I, I don't need this. I don't need this. this you is know, thing. I, was gonna, I was thinking about that when I was thinking. I think my... Weapon breaking doesn't concern me too much because right. most games that have it yeah. usually have a very simple way of doing it. Or at least repairing your weapon. Now, right for a while, I kind of get that one aside because there's so many fucking weapons in the game yeah. that 
the weapon breaking didn't bother me as much. Yeah. But I can agree with you. It is a very shitty mechanic. But if I had to choose between... Now, if the weapon breaking is, you know, where it's... There's a lot of weapons to where... Or there are ways to fix it. Like, you know how, like... Okay, Dark Souls 3 has weapon breaking, but... Yeah. All you need to do is either rest or use the repair potions. Yeah, Dark, Dark Souls um, 3 wasn't as bad as 2, so, like, I didn't really... Like, I barely yeah, broke a weapon I, in Dark Souls 3. I broke multiple weapons in Dark Souls 2. I think I just think, for me, it'd be more so how it's done. Like, if there, if it's just weapon breaking for the sake of weapon breaking with... And there's hardly any way to fix them, and you gotta go through a bunch of bullshit just to even fix the weapon itself, then I have an issue with it. But if it's, like... You know, something where it's like it can get it's annoying regardless, but at least their way you can easily just you know fix it, you know, and be done with it. Then I think I'm fine with that. But I can't agree. Weapon breaking is a terrible, terrible system. And if you hear something in the background that's thunder, I cannot control that. Oh yeah, no, it, it's here too, so you're fine. But like I said, bro, it just shit like that actually just pissed me off, you know. A little bit. I can't say that, I can't blame him. Weapon breaking is terrible. Yeah, well, weapon breaking is fucking terrible. Uh, moving on, because that shit, yeah, I had to talk about that. So, we all know that the next gen are, are touting, you know, all their shit, right? You know, like, you know, Xbox, mm-hmm. PlayStation, all that shit. And they're touting it all graphics, what? right? Do you think it's more important for these companies to be showing stories or just graphics? Because half these shits are just graphics. I'm not going to fucking lie. What do you feel about well, that? Well, I feel like they need to show... Uh, if you're asking the stories or graphics, they, they definitely need to show story. Um, graphics, in my opinion, only takes you but so far. Yeah. As prevalent to every single game at PS3's launch. They looked all fantastic for that time, and they were all garbage, most of them. So yeah, I, I would say we. To me, graphics mean nothing. Order. We don't need another order. Eighteen eighty-six. We don't need another layer. We don't need another Genji Don plate. We don't need another one of those things. We. <laughs> it's like I feel like people, companies get confused with what we actually care about. Yeah. It is not about the graphics to me. It's never been. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't want like shit-looking games. Obviously, I don't want that. But I do want, you know, good-looking games, but that is not the... That should not be your focus for the consoles, you know. Your focus for the consoles should not only be, you know, it should be performance. Your games should be focused on actual gameplay, story, and, you know, wherever your game's going to be. Like, tell me what the game's going to be. We'll see the graphics due to what you're showing me. Don't sit here and give me this presentation. We're running an Unreal Engine Five. Like I give a shit. What about the actual game? Like, how's your game play? How the character? You know, what is in your game? Is it character creation? Is it not character creation? You know, is it a RPG or is it action? You know, stuff like that. And I feel like game companies forget that quite often. Yeah. But I mean, what do we know, right? Do we we know nothing. We don't, as we as they say, live in our world. So. I mean, yeah, they do kind of bug me with kind of the, comes of that nonsense. Cause it's like, yo, 
I don't care about your graphics, but is your game great? If your gameplay going to be good, and half the time, it's a no. Pretty much half the time, it's a bare bones game with fantastic graphics and shit gameplay. Dynasty Warriors eight. I mean nine, nine. What's that? What's that? Dynasty Warriors nine. That doesn't even exist in my eyes. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors nine. I'm like, oh, these graphics are amazing. What's going on? Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors nine has. I have soured so much on that game. I don't even want to discuss it anymore. It just the more I see the DLC, the more it pisses me the fuck off that they legit did that shit. Like they added. They really sat here. Well, it's not that they necessarily added more. It's just the simple fact that they had the nerve in the Audacity to add weapons that was already in their game. Yeah. As if we're not going to pay attention to that shit. <laughs> That's my problem. Like, how dare you sit here and add that shit thinking that, oh, this is going to be, you know, you know, this is the right thing to do. And we're still going to push this stuff out when your game is shit. <laughs> it goes beyond just the fucking. It goes beyond graphics. I mean, the you know the the core game. Your game is legit bad. Like it's a bad game. Like everything you've done in that game is is trash, basically. Like there's really no. The only redeeming thing in that game is the graphics, which is sad. And I don't even want to talk about that game anymore because their business practices for that particular game has been god off. I do not appreciate it at all. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, they, they've uh, they've really fucked up when it comes to that game. If we talk, we bash that game a lot on here. There are actually people that actually will say and have told me that the game has gotten better, and I would still say, you know, it's still a shit game compared to Dynasty. It can't get. It can't get better. I, and, and, and people have said that to me too. And it's like, so you tell me a game getting better is actually spending money on weapons that should have already been in the game in the fucking first place. Yeah. That's not that's not getting better. That's being that's being sheep. That's being shields for the game. People are telling me, well, they, they, they've added Sunsons, Tomfuns. I'm like, who gives a shit what they added Sunsons? They, they should have been in the game from day on. Like... <laughs> I hate talking about it. We've discussed it so much here, but I feel like I have to say it every time. You presented a game where your focus was, we want to make the game more realistic. When you're charging into an army of hundreds of thousands of people slaughtering them, that whole little realism part comes out the window. Number two, you did the same shit with Dynasty Warriors 6, and that was, at the time, the worst Dynasty Warriors game of all time. Oh yeah, and it's like, did y'all not learn anything? Did y'all, did y'all learn nothing from Dynasty Warrior Six? It, it's fucking ridiculous. Like it got better. It can't get better when you're sitting here making me chart. When your DLC in the bundles costs more than the actual fucking game. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. The the game. I don't know sure what they do. It's an abstract failure. There's nothing in that game. That, nothing. That can make that game even better. The only thing that can make that game better is to be deleted from the planet. <laughs> it could have been good. There's there was potential in an open world Dynasty Warriors game. There's still there's still potential to do an open world Dynasty Warriors game. What they need to do is make the world it makes it make the open world mean something. Essentially, because it means nothing. 
And don't make it as empty. And Give a shit about what the fuck you're doing. Hmm? And or large. That too. It was a pain, and I mean a fucking pain, to travel from one side of the map to another. Yes. Also, but in the, the balance the thing was, for me was so bad. Like, ju- dog. I, I, that's my favorite battle. The shit was terrible. Like I said, it needs to make the open world. And I'm bringing this up because we know they're doing the Samurai Warriors 5, and who knows uh, what they're going to do with that. I doubt, I doubt they make it. I don't think they're going to make it open world, but if they do, basically what I'm saying is open world dynasty warriors can work. It's not that it can't. It most definitely can. It's just you have to, as a, you have to make the world mean something when you're playing it. Like, when characters die, that should affect the way of battle in the open world. It really should. If you really want to go ambitious with this, you know, for a game, you have to go the whole nine yards. When someone dies, if you fail to rescue them, that whole tie, everything changes for that particular area or your battlefield, you know? Yeah. And you have to make the world less empty. You have to feel like you are really in a war. I'm not saying change the core concepts of dying stories where you fight hundreds and thousands of mobs, but at least make the deaths feel mean something in that open world. Yeah, you, you have to because there's no point in me rushing somewhere to save someone if it means nothing. It doesn't matter on the main mission. It doesn't make the main mission really that much stronger. It don't. The only thing that made the main mission stronger is if you didn't do certain little side side quest bullshit, which yeah, ultimately ultimately just run around and cheese the main boss of a mission. Oh, but, but, but that's any dinosaur. That's nothing new. I know, but you can do that in anything. You you get low health, you just run around in circles and just hit the mushu button now every fucking time. That's nothing new, but you, you have to do more. And if, and if Samurai Warriors Five come out and they decide to take this open world route you have to make everything feel like there's a reason the the world has to feel important don't just give me an open world just for the sake of making an open world game to fit in to fit in with you know the rest of the gaming world yeah you know dynasty warriors 8 and 7 are the perfect dynasty warrior games 8 for its combat 7 for its story hey yo that 7 story is still my favorite it's the best one in the series. Like, 8 was good, but 7 took it to a whole new level. But 8's combat was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Everyone felt different, and that is the part that I love about Dynasty Warriors 8, is that everyone felt different. You know, most of the Dynasty Warriors games, if you use one guy with a sword, you use, a guy, you use everyone with a sword. Yeah, the Mushu are different. Yeah, the, yeah, 7 did have that. The problem. EXs. Yeah. Yeah, EXs were different. The EXs were different and the moves were different, but the moveset was the same. 8 eliminated all of that. 8 gave every single character in that game a unique weapon, a unique moveset to where nobody was the same. Oh, yeah. And that is where the direction should have gone. Instead, they go to Dynasty Warrior 7 and they did the exact. They not only take. They not only do what the mistakes were from every Dynasty Warrior game, which everyone felt the same. You know, if you use one person with a certain weapon, all of them feel the same. You go back to Dynasty Warrior 6, to where 
we're going to change weapons. Garbage. To make this short, if they do those words, you, you want to know even something funnier? In Dynasty Warrior mm-hmm. Empires, some people have two weapons with two different movesets. Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious. Like, well, that is a system that. That's a system implemented in DW8 where you could switch weapons. I know. So basically, you would have your main weapon, which you had your EX with. Your secondary weapon was mainly used for. Because you had like little. Uh, certain officers were resistant to certain elements like the earth and the, oh, yeah, and no. the fire or whatever on your weapons. Not even that. What makes it even. I'm talking about. You remember how 8 had those DLC weapons? So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire. Remember how Empire gave those weapons to actual characters? So, some oh, yeah, automatically had the DLC weapons, but you could also switch them back to the original weapon. Mm-hmm. So, they have two different movesets. So, it was like, yeah. yo, you were able to give this character two different movesets with two different weapons. But, it does, excuse me, in Dynasty Warriors 9, we get the syndrome of. I've used this one person, but I've used this other person simultaneously with slight differences, which is so bad. I mean, let's face facts. The only people who had even... And it's funny to me how this works. The only people who had, I guess you could say, their almost original weapons were maybe out of what? Well, how many characters? Maybe 80 characters or so in that game? Maybe 10? Damn. One big, one big Lushun, my favorite character, the uh, Wu guy with the dual swords. Yeah, Lushun. Mm-hmm. He's like the only one that I can even think of at the top of my head who actually had their original weapon mm. from his Dynasty Warriors games. Everyone else had these like either knives, which are terrible, huh. uh, a random sword that Rigged. fucking yeah, that random Dark Maul type weapon, whatever. Which was garbage, by the way. Well, the one that and it's like... Out. Yeah, the one that Sun Tzu had. He, yeah. That weapon. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Well, the flying I don't want to spend all day on this. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend all day on this. Cause this, is a, this is a podcast within itself. Yeah. But I will say this. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors... Dynasty Warriors... If, if they do a Samurai Warriors... They do a Dynasty Warriors... Game... Um... They need to definitely fix their, uh, they, they have to fix it. Either, either go back to the old style, or I just... Prefer, I prefer the old style. I'm not even going to fucking lie to you. I mean, I prefer it. Samurai. Now, Spurs, now, if you want to do something, I guess, unique, you can do, like, Spirit of Sonata. Yeah. You know, if you really want to do something like that. Not really open world, but it has like the city and the town, and you do side quests. If you want to do that, fine. But um, it, it, it's crazy, you know. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I I'm not gonna. But we're not gonna harp. I'm not gonna spend on that. <laughs> yeah, because we'll be here for the rest of our lives. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. So. Now, my next question, now that we got off topic, you're getting back on topic, right? This next gen. I wanted to ask you a question because I already know my answer. I made a short podcast about this. Does exclusives matter to you? Exclusives matter. I 
want to say yes, mm-hmm. but I feel like there is a bigger. I feel like I care about exclusives. Yeah, but. There is more than a console to me than exclusives. Yeah. Um. Because exclusives are great, but I feel like the friends. Um, where where your friends are. Is is important. Because there is no point buying an Xbox or a PlayStation, even if they have the most exclusives, if. Because half of those exclusives you may not even fucking play, you know? Pretty much. So, a lot of your friends, if you say all your friends are on Xbox, but you buy a PS4. Yeah. You may play all those exclusives, you may play what, how many? Two or three? Yep. And at that point, you're just by yourself, and you still have to go in and buy an Xbox. So, I want to say, for me... I don't really care too much about exclusives. It does help in terms of, you know, is there a point in buying a console? But to me, you know, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say it's not that big of a deal in some way. I personally am going to say the same, that it doesn't really matter. And at the same time, it does. And when I say by that, I mean, like, there are times where I'm like, if, let's just say if the Yakuza series came out on Xbox, I'd have an Xbox right now. I mean, I do have an Xbox, but Xbox would have been the main console that I've been playing on, you know. But unfortunately, PlayStation got all that. And, of course, Nintendo gets their exclusives, so I have Nintendo exclusives sitting on my wall, but... You know, that's what I was saying. Like, I was actually asking the question because a lot of people, or I have some people that will probably be joining the podcast at some point that, you know, they say that exclusives don't matter. You're going to buy the console that you're going to buy anyway, which to that that degree, I do agree with that. Like, you know, 100%. Because, yeah, if you're going to buy the console that you already buy, the exclusives don't matter because you're going to get the exclusive anyway because that's one of the things. My problem is Xbox's exclusives half the time are just the same four games while PlayStation has numerous amounts but this like the new Xbox I do like the fact that it is going to get uh, more exclusives but I'm not going to lie to you and this is probably a controversial topic Hellblade sucks Hellblade 2 is also probably going to suck that is actually one game that I really could care less that that's that is an exclusive I didn't even care if when it was exclusive for PlayStation. I was like, this game is trash. A lot of people came to me and was like, oh, it's a good game. I'm like, no, it's not. It's boring. It's highly repetitive. The combat sucks. You do the same things over and over. Person's crazy. That's just, like, that game could have been so much better. Like, you could have done so much more with the combat system. But instead, you gave me God of War. Before God of War came out. <laughs> and... Another controversial thing. I didn't even like God of War that much. I like the game, but it's... People was like, it's a 10 out of 10 experience. I'm like, no. No, it's not. You fight yeah, the same I boss know. seven times. Fuck that shit. I don't know. <clears throat> but, yeah. I... God of War was a interesting game. I didn't play it, but... Um... 
I was never a God of War fan. I mean, I played three. Yeah, I actually like. But that's like the only one I have. I mean, I've played them all minus the PS4. Well, I did play the PS4 one, but I've only owned one. But I've played them all. Played them all, beaten them all, but only owned one. Damn. And the one was three. And the one that I owned was three. Cause my father had two, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, like I was saying, bro, fucking. Ooh, we just have some controversial. What else can I think of that's controversial that people aren't gonna like me saying? Uh, what else am I gonna say here? Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, wait, no, I got nothing right now. I'll probably pepper it in on this rest of this podcast. <clears throat> All right. So the next part of the podcast, because there's only two of us, this is actually going by really smoothly. By the way. You know, shout outs to everything going smoothly. Um, the next part of the podcast I'm going to talk about is okay. So, uh, one of our newest members of this uh, of the Wild Fang Force here suggested we put the Xbox Series X versus the uh, Nintendo versus the PS5 versus the Stadia. What do you? What is your outlook versus all four of these consoles? And I'm using the Stadia as a console very lightly because I don't think that shit's going anywhere. But what what do you think is going to happen this next gen? What are your predictions? Predictions as far as who's going to win next gen? Oh yes, yes, that too. You know, like what's going to happen? Well, Sony's going to be in their arrogant phase as always as because always. they won this. They won this console race, so obviously. They will be in their uh, arrogant, we can do no wrong stage. Which is sad. Xbox Xbox will probably win this. Uh, it'll probably win this, but PS4 will, I mean PS4, sorry. PS5 will, in about the two, three year mark, will start chugging along. At that point, it'll be too late. <laughs> um, Stadia is already a failure and will continue to be a failure. It's the world is not ready for Stadia. I've said this from the beginning. <laughs> Nintendo... I mean, they will be Nintendo. Yeah. They will forever be Nintendo. There's really nothing else for Nintendo to really do. So as long as they keep doing what they have to do, I see no reason why they would fail. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much it. it, it it's going to be a revolving circle, man. You know, Sony's in there. Like I said, they're in their moments of... I'm not even talking about them canceling their little thing. This, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. But they're in there. They're in there. Oh, we can do no wrong. So we know you're biased because we're Sony. You know, which is ridiculous because they can do wrong and they have done wrong with the PS3. Now, it could be wrong. They, the, the PS5 could come out and... Shock the world, but from what I've seen, which is absolutely nothing, I have no hope in this. You know, Sony is already starting their, you know, their uh, arrogance with them censoring games and not giving a shit. So, which is the dumbest shit. Right, you know, it's like, yeah, let's just censor stuff. And people will still buy it and still play our game because we're Sony and we can do no wrong. But I think it's going to be wrong, just like how at 360 dominated, um, I think that the one, the series, the series X, will 
basically do the same, not because of exclusive, but because people were just going to pride openly buy it, in my opinion. That's what I think. <laughs> I think as long as we're not biased for the PlayStation. Because people I'm not biased anyway. I, I own them all. Why the fuck would I be biased? You know, it's like, that's nothing. That's nothing. You, you ask about who wins. It's like, no, no, this no, is no. why I ask about. When, when I say people, I mean, there are already people saying, no, no, no. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, well, mean, I know you are. Yeah, I know you're not. I'm talking about in the for the people. Yeah, I'm like when people ask me, "Oh, who, what, what do you think causes that?" I'm like, "This is 2020. Why are we still arguing this?" Oh yeah, no, that the answer is the answer is very simple. There is no system. I mean, there are obviously systems that are better technically. There will be systems that's better uh, with exclusives. But like I tell everyone, just go. Your friends are going. Is it, it's not that difficult. Just go where your friends are and you will be fine. The fact that we still arguing with console wars in 2020 is absolutely ridiculous. They all, for the most part, have the same game except for that one or two exclusives, you know, maybe, not one or two, you know what I mean, certain exclusives that may be game-changing to the, you know, for the world, but ultimately, why are we still arguing about this? You know, a lot of people argue about it because they're, you know, bored as shit, you know. Just buy all the consoles and call yourself a day. At some point, even you can't buy them all on day one or year one. Just get them all. That solves the issue. Yeah, like, actually, for me, that doesn't solve anything for a lot of people. They're just there. Well, they're <laughs> idiots. Like, there's no reason arguing about this in 2020. Yeah, people are just fucking stupid. I remember I actually had one person, uh, fucking randomly, uh, when I was playing this one game, uh. I forgot the name of it. God damn it. I forgot the name of it. It was actually one of my favorite games of that year. And I was streaming it, and people were, well, why are you playing it on PlayStation? And I was like, well, um, I don't think it matters. It's uh, it's, it's still a fucking game. <laughs> like, the game still plays the same. It doesn't really change anything. Like, regardless of what console I'm playing. Oh, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. You know, a lot of people was wondering why I was uh, playing it on PlayStation. And I was like, well, because I just decided to play it on PlayStation. Why didn't you play it on Xbox or PC? Why? Because the frame rates. I was like, there is no change in the frame rates. I already looked this up. Get out of here. It doesn't matter what console I play this game on. It's it's the same fucking game. I'm still playing the Very game. Much. But, you know, like I said, it's it's... It's neither here nor there when it comes to that nonsense. I, I, I just don't... I don't argue who's better. I give my... It's less about the console and more about the actual company that I, dis, that I discuss with. I'm discussing what the PlayStation 5 is doing because it's what the PlayStation 5 is doing. I care more about what the, what the company is doing yeah. and their stupid fucking decisions. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, right... If I was to put generally, you know, talk about all these consoles, look, I want to say this right now, the Xbox Series X, right? I'm going to start off with that shit. I honestly don't know why I would buy it if all the games work on all the consoles. So I'm like, why would I buy it? What is the purpose of it? You know what I mean? But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm probably going to get it simply because I can get rid of my Xbox One. And just get the the more updated console. So just in case there's a game I want to play, then it's a more updated game or newer game I can play it with no hassle. So that's mainly why I'm going to get it. 
because I have Xbox Game Pass. And sitting next to me is a PC, a brand spanking new PC, and with dual monitors and everything sitting right next to me on the current laptop that I'm sitting in front of. So it's almost like I have an Xbox already, or I have a One X already, but I mean, not a One X, uh, Series X, but no, that's neither here nor there. Uh, when it comes to Nintendo, I feel as though Nintendo has the potential to always be the greatest. Except they fuck one thing up so bad that it that shit is is it just can't recover. Like prime example, how how come there's no LAN support for their consoles? I do not want to play their consoles wireless anymore because the games end up shit when you play online. Two, why is their online infrastructure always the worst out of all of the consoles? You can't even reliably chat with somebody. You have to do a whole nonsensical thing. Oh, we don't want people to chat because we don't want people to be mean and, and bullies and shit. Well, one day I want to tell somebody at Nintendo, get over it. There are bullies everywhere when it comes to the gaming console and the gaming space. It's what they do. It's what people does. Leave it the fuck alone. And three, their fucking online is always going to be shit because you have to purchase a land adapter. I ain't purchasing no fucking land adapter. That's all I'm saying. Whatever. And Nintendo is that company that always does great, yeah. but they're always like one step, they're like two steps forward, but always three steps backwards at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I was in the same spot. You're like, oh shit, you're that, you're an inch away from being perfect. Actually, there's no online, you can't chat. Well, why would I buy your console? Granted, I'm always going to, hold on, no, I, I, I'll, I'll say that again. PS5. Look, I love my PlayStation 4. I'm always on my PlayStation 4. That shit is on all the fucking time. So was my PlayStation 3. But, it comes a time where a man would really like if you would go back to your PlayStation 3's online. I don't know why they did this. Why can't I take my own music and put it on the console? That shit is dumb. <laughs> I remember when you could play a WWE game. Right. Remember, remember those times, and use your own custom uh, yes. for the yeah, game. Those were good times because mm -hmm. I actually like, like that made me spend years in the fucking custom creator. Now I don't have the luxury. I can't create Guile. I want to create Guile, man. I love playing wrestling games with Guile, and 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 that I'm not gonna talk about WWE 2K because that's good. That's a 20 year rant right there, but that's whatever, right? And the PS5 always to me or the PlayStation. Always, when they start off, they'll start off with their heads about the size of the fucking moon. And they never take a step back. So this time, I hope they pray to God they fucking think, right? Because if they go, we got this gig a couple dollars, yeah. And I'm like, okay, how much is your console? It's like $600. I'm like, you guys are the dumbest motherfuckers ever. Also, they need to have fucking games come out. Because I'm not about to sit here and buy the console that year one if they don't have anything. I'm going to probably... I don't even know what they're going to have. They've announced nothing but two loot shooter games that are already doomed to fail. Exactly. So, it's kind of like, yeah. And then it was like, okay, so we decided to increase the backwards compatibility. And I was like, so... Xbox has the ability to play games as far back as the regular Xbox. 
yet it is a fucking hassle for you guys to allow me to play the games that I bought. Like, I don't know, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, Legends of Dragoon, Vagrant Story, Metal Gear Solid, or Grand Theft Auto 1, 2, and, I mean, 2, 3, you know, multiple games that I bought on my PlayStation 3. Because, look, say what you want about Xbox. I barely like the console. But there's one thing that I can honestly say about the Xbox right the fuck now that is literally really good for the gaming industry. My Xbox One is a one-stop shop for all of the Xbox games that I have owned. I literally bought a game on my Xbox 360 by accident one time and booted up my Xbox One one time and saw it downloaded to my console and was like, holy shit. That is amazing. I played Ninja Gaiden Black again. Like, are you serious? Games from the past are on this goddamn console. I can, I can put the CD in the in the Xbox fucking one and play my old ass games. PlayStation Three originally started off like that. That it was like, you know, we getting taken away because yeah, 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 we're losing money. Like, Cost like, too much money. It kills too much money. And I'm like, well, people, more people will buy it if you could play their old shit. Nostalgia still works. It does. Then they were like, PlayStation Now. I'm like, PlayStation Now is the dumbest thing I've seen. As soon as they were like, we're going to add more newer games. Let's add God of War 2017. I was like, when you said new, did you did you mean like new as in last couple years new? Or new as in like just came out new? Because Xbox Game Pass does that shit. A game could just come out and I could get it for Game Pass and play it. I mean, Game Pass is already far superior. The fact that you can download it to your console makes them fast, far, far, fast, uh, far yeah. superior. Yeah, and my PC. PlayStation now, yeah, PlayStation now suffers from the uh, Stadia, stigma, Stadia problem of streaming, which is not going to happen in 2020. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. And PlayStation now, to me, I looked at the console, the games that they have, and I'm like, you suck. Seriously, stop. Just, just get out of here with this nonsense. And it bugs me. It genuinely bugs me when I look at these games. I'm like, yo, you guys don't know shit. And if another person tells me Jump Force is a fighting game, I'm going to fight you. Like, legit. We are going to fight. Like, really. Jump Force is not a good game. Jump Force, the fact that it even has another season pass is irritating. It's like the Dynasty Warriors 9 of fighting games. That's how bad that game is. But moving on, because I don't have time to keep talking about Jump Force. Right? For me, PlayStation, like... What exactly is wrong with that game? That's a whole podcast in itself. Hmm. We're not going to talk about that shit right now. Let's just... I mean, I never played it. Goku oh. cloth shoes. The graphics are so Goku. fucking hideous in that game. Goku's not wearing boots. He's wearing cloth boots. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of T-posing in this game. During the story too, mm-hmm. like characters will t pose off the screen. I am, I am not kidding. Characters will t pose off the screen. But the but wow thing, the game has been fixed. Well, I don't give a fuck if it's been fixed. I don't give a fuck if they added so many cool characters. Right. The first impression of a game when it comes out is the most important one. You're right. So it doesn't really matter to me. Like, No Man's Sky is never going to get repurchased 
Oh, my bad. No Man's Sky is never going to get a purchase from me at all. I never even played the game. But it's never going to get a purchase. Yes, they updated the game to high hell. Am I going to purchase it? No. I'm still not going to purchase it off of, based off of what happened in the beginning. Anthem's getting a reboot. I mean, not a reboot, a, a redone. So, when that game first came out, it was trash. And I'm not going to waste my money. I don't give a fuck. So, yeah. <clears throat> Back on track. Because Jump Force is a part of that stupid PlayStation Now. That's what it reminded me. So, what the PlayStation needs to do is update their PlayStation Now to actually match the Game Pass. Because, you know, people aren't going to buy the PlayStation Now if they have Game Pass. I'm being that guy. Uh... How about you make some of your games backwards compatible? And I'm not talking about your 100 best PlayStation 4 games. I'm talking about your games. Like, PlayStation has a shit ton of games, okay? What the fuck? Okay? And then next is Stadia. Now, I haven't laughed at a console in years. Now, I don't believe Stadia at this point. Um, I think they should stop. I really think they should just throw in the towel. It just it just stop. I think Google should be like, bro, we give up. Or switch to a disk based console. I feel like they should switch to a disk based console because they're uh because telling somebody that they fucking have to stream the game and if the internet is shit, they're gonna be super pissed. Oh man, I can't play this game because the internet is terrible. And the stadium had yep. one exclusive con one exclusive game that was that's not even it's not, it's not worth it. I would never buy a stadia unless they say we've now switched to disc based consoles and downloads too. So you know you don't have to have the internet to play the game. Because yes. <laughs> what were they thinking? Every time I see a commercial for the Google Stadia, I go, stop. Just stop. Just just stop. You're a failing console. You're not really a console. You're a piece of shit. But not just a regular piece of shit. You're like a piece of shit that ate a piece of shit. And it had a shit. And you are that shit. But that's neither, that's, that's neither here nor there. But to, to prove themselves, like I said, they would have to come out with a disbase stadia or something. Because this shit is dumb. Or someplace to download the fucking games to the console. Kind of like an Xbox, uh, discless Xbox, which you can do that. But, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? Uh, you, you pretty much said everything that you said, man. I, I said it a while back when we had Galactics on that the world is not ready for something like that because it's, it's not. It's not. Yes, you can have good internet. Yeah. But unfortunately, your internet dip, all internet, I don't give a shit if you have the top internet that's right now. Internet, if you're wireless anyway, internet can dip. It can, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. So, just that fact alone makes uh, streaming damn near impossible. <laughs> it's like, because one. One dip in frames from your internet can fuck the game up for a minute, and then you're stuck. And then if your internet, you know, what happens if you, you know, thunderstorm power goes out, and you're playing a game, you didn't ah. save it, then you gotta start all over. You no know, one's got time for that shit, man. Yeah, especially if you don't have internet, your state is like, well, 
You I'm a paperweight. I'm a doorstop now. <laughs> I was thinking about buying one of those to review it, but I was like, I'm not about to sit here and buy a Chrome and a fucking what's it called when I already got a Roku and I, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my fucking time with this shit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Speaking of laughable consoles, Mr. Darkwave, I mm -hmm. know you were probably one of the people that was literally looking at Sega like they were the biggest fucking idiots in the world. What is Game Gear Mini? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, these motherfuckers announced four Game Gear Minis with four games each and said, yo, if that's not embarrassing enough, let's add a screen large, a, a screen enhancer so he can view this very tiny console even better. <laughs> You know, I would have been perfectly content if these niggas said, I'm so sorry for that, but if these motherfuckers said a Dreamcast Mini, but these motherfuckers said a Game Gear Mini, who the fuck is about to buy that shit? <laughs> who asked for this? I didn't ask for this shit. Why would they do this shit? That's so small. That people probably playing it are gonna probably go blind. <laughs> they can't see that shit. <laughs> hey man. I saw that. <laughs> man, why you I saw it and I just clicked away from the article. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, if they give me a Dreamcast Pro or a Dreamcast uh, uh like you know, mini like the PlayStation stuff. Oh mini. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, well, they already had one of those. It's like, instead of giving me, you know, Dreamcast Mini or <sighs> whatever they would call it, Game Gear. Huh? Oh Game my. Gear. No one, no one, barely anyone cared about when it first came out. <laughs> now? Now? You think people don't care about it in 2020? People didn't give it, like I said, people didn't barely give a shit about that shit when it very first came out. Game Gear failure. Fucking <laughs> Sega, man. Sega, I don't, I don't know anymore, man. Sega just stop. They've lost their fucking <laughs> Game Gear. Sure, we're gonna revive the Game Gear, but me, no one gave a shit about it before. Let me explain something real quick. So there are four models to this console. The black one comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Poyo Poyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. The blue one comes with Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Hero, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. The yellow one comes with Shiny Force, Shining Force Gaiden, Shining Force the Hero of Hija, Shining Force Gaiden, Final Conflict, and Napayo Arundoru. And fucking the red version comes with Revelations, Megami Tensei Gaiden, Last Bible, the GG Shinobi in columns. 
Oh god, Shinobi. This is some of the worst fucking Jesus Christ. Again, oh, oh no one gave a shit about your console when it first came out. What makes you think people are gonna give a shit about it now? Nigga, this is some of the worst selection of games to play. So fucking quick. These motherfuckers said it's a fucking 80 millimeter times 43 millimeter times 20 millimeter with a 1.15 inch display. There's a single mono speaker and a headphone jack. It charges over USB, but can also run off of two AAA batteries. Okay. Batteries. Oh. Oh boy. Okay. Sega! <laughs> batteries? I mean, sure, Nintendo still does batteries for the controllers in 2020, but, uh... Ba batteries? You couldn't have, you know, I don't know, chargeable? 2020. Oh, my phone screen is bigger than this thing. You seriously? I'm sure a lot of people's phone screens are bigger than that shit. Oh my god, this is the funniest thing I have. <laughs> Hold up. There are comments at the bottom of the article. <laughs> it says, so you say don't want to play overpriced games. On a townhouse cracker side system with an eye straining posted stand screen side screen. You don't think fifty dollars to play sixteen worth of virtual console ROMs is far worse platform better? Oh shit. It's such a failed opportunity. We begged with a console for a couple of Christmases and one year my parents must have a hit deal. Uh Ayo. Next will be an Atari Lynx remake that fits on the head of a pin. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd give up, man. Sega. Sega's, Sega's the funniest motherfucker. <laughs> Sega. Oh, if I could give an award to Sega, it's the dumbest decision. <laughs> Let me get the. Okay. Moving on. Oh shit, I'm gonna be laughing for the rest of the night if I don't get the fuck off this damn topic, yo. Okay. Ooh. Oh my god. <clears throat> Calm down. Calm down, Walter. Hoosa. Hoosa. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on to wrestling. <laughs> what color game are you getting? Dark way. Oh, I'm getting the one that's invisible. <laughs> Let's move on to wrestling, please. There, there's an invisible one, meaning you don't buy it and sit there watch. Buying that shit. 
move on to wrestling. Oh, God. <clears throat> Let's get back to professionalism. Let's move on to wrestling. Okay. First and first, you said you did you remember what you had to say about wrestling? You had a rant. I did remember, but it was it was about the situation that happened on Twitter. What but that shit is long since over with the the Alexa Bliss stuff. Oh, with with JD. Yeah, it was not really about the necessary that. I mean, it was regating that, but the situation at hand wasn't like. You know, it wasn't dissing him or dissing her. The only thing I'm gonna say is this, because I'm not even gonna. I don't feel like talking about this all day. But the only thing I'm gonna say is this. Yeah. People need to definitely understand the difference between cyberbullying and someone's opinion, even if that opinion is a negative opinion. Yeah. You have these professional and i'm saying them because this is the, the you know the topic you know these are the people that were involved yeah they need to sh- sometimes it's best to shut your mouth and ignore yeah you know you come out here and say oh we support you know we don't support cyberbully and all this and that you know they say all that right and it's like, when you post about that shit, don't you know, mainly, I'll just use her, you know, Miss Bliss, yeah. that you have a bunch of fans that are a bunch of stands, that are a bunch of basically cocksuckers who have no idea that, you know, you're not trying to incite any harm, per se. I don't give a fuck if you're a wrestler, celebrity. You have to understand that your mouth, when you comment on shit, and whether you know it or not, that is a way of saying attack. And whatever those, those your, your fans say is going to be a hundred times worse than what the person that, you know, whoever said something wrong about you ever said. Celebrities and these actors or wrestlers, whenever if you're in a position of notoriety, you have to be careful about what you interact with. It's one thing to defend yourself, fine. I'm not saying don't defend yourself, but then don't turn around five seconds later and say, Oh, we don't promote cyberbullying when all your fucking fans are saying ten times things worse than what the person who said something about you did. Yeah. It makes no sense. Then you got wrestlers or your colleagues commenting, saying, I hope I meet this person, this and that and the other, woo, woo, woo. And it's like, wait a minute, what happened to this Be A Star campaign? I'll tell you what happened. It's all bullshit. Yeah. That's what happened. Like I said, I'm not going to stay on this long because, honestly, it was, it was a, it's a situation that's long since done. The, the the story the end of the thing is if you are in a position of notoriety, understand once you publicly announce something or you publicly say something, that is basically you saying attack. And those people, your fans, especially if you're a female, they are going to attack someone far worse than that person probably ever attacked you. 
And if, if, you know, something was to happen to said individual, if that person who insulted you killed themselves or someone killed them, that blood, yeah, the person who did it obviously would go to jail and all that shit. But the blood really is on the person who shared that tweet's hand. Meaning, in this case, if if Alexa, if her fans caused the person who said something bad for you know harm to him, or he couldn't take it, or something like that, if something like that happened, something really bad, that's on Alexa. That's on the, that, that blood will be on Alexa Bliss's hand because. What if she wanted to? I'm not sure. She, you know, I'm sure she didn't mean to for people to attack. But you have to understand, you're in a position of notoriety, and you know the type of fans you have out there. Just understand that when you're doing this, you want to defend yourself. Fine, but don't turn around and try to speak cyber. Oh, we we support be a star and no bullying after that. No, because you basically just your people are bullying. The person who said something bad about you. You know? So. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because it's a topic that is honestly. Stupid at this point And it's over and said with. So. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. Yeah, that 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 job was nonsense. Like uh, I don't even we like you said we don't we don't need to talk about it because the shit was. Uh... Yeah, it's 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 over now. That's why I, that's why I kind of didn't want to say anything. But I thought I would at least say that you know understand yeah. basically you know variety of who you are because what you say yeah will influence a bunch of your fucking sand. Look, I, I wasn't even on JD's side the whole time, especially after what he said because he said it. There's nothing that could be unsaid. It's just when people started attacking the man's parents, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I think you got a little too far there. Like, yeah, it was like, you know, and, and that's another thing. People thought I was siding with JD, and it's not that I was siding with JD. I mean, what he said, listen, and I think people misunderstand me when I say I like JD. I like JD. He's a, you know, I like his podcast because a lot of things he say in pertains to wrestling, yeah. the booking, how they're booking people how the show is, it's generally 100% correct. Yeah. And I agree with a lot of things he said in terms of that. So I enjoy JD's, you know, and now can he be overzealous and over, you know, overreacting? Sure, but that's any of us. You know, we're, we're, we're the human race. It's just how we are. Yeah. And I think people, people misunderstand me when I say um, it doesn't bother me or I don't care. They think I'm silent JD. It's not that I side with JD on let's just let's, let's just use this particular situation. Not that I was siding with JD. He said what he said. The difference is I am not a pussy. Yeah. And shit like that is back in the and back in different times was called cruel uh, cruel humor. And for someone who is not easily hurt by stuff like that. I it just didn't bother me. It's not that I agree with what he said. You know, he could have done without that comment. Yes, but at the same time, I'm not a pussy. You know, comedians all the time say shit like that. Oh yeah. You know, it's just back. In, you know, in today's time, 
it's looked at as sexist and bullying, which it wasn't really a bully. He didn't really bully her. He was just giving an opinion. It's just, in reality, it's crude humor. That's what it usually is. So for me, I've heard worse. Yeah. So it's not that I sided with him. He said it. I can't say it's all, but, but he didn't mean that. No, what the fuck? I was like a fucking idiot. But I understand what crude humor is. I do too. And and that's why when I say I don't care, it's because to me, this is something that A, she could have easily ignored, number one. You, if you state you've been ignoring stuff for this long, I don't know why you need to, you know, why you need to oh, yeah, call this out now. Oh, yeah, fucking weird, dude. Like, I, I usually ignore. I usually ignore his ignorance, but this can't stand. What do you mean this can't stand? What the fuck? It, it's crude humor. It's like any comedian out there in the world says something sexual. Yeah, you know, you you know, when you have sex, you not one time. You know, it's like it's stuff like that. It's called crude humor. So why now do you take to the the, the Twitter to call him out? Everyone's already seen the video. Now, granted, it was snitch tagging. Some random troll account snitched that, you know, snitch tagged. Yeah. Which Lance Storm and CM Punk said it best. Lance Storm says, you know, anyone can have an opinion about it, but I'm not going to know about it. These podcasters or these little critics, whoever, yeah. they can have an opinion on me all they want, but I'll never know it. Unless you snitch tag me, which if the person who snitch tags me, it makes you worse than the person who actually said it. Yeah. And then CM Punk said, I would never take criticized from someone. That's someone I wouldn't ask advice for. Damn. You know, it is a thing of, you know, A, you know, he didn't have to say in that way, obviously. But the main thing is that, and this is this is across the board. It's not even just this. This is across the board. People in 2020 are fucking pussies. They're soft, and they can't take shit. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. That is. You say this back in the early two thousands, the early nineties. This goes under the under the bus as under the rug. Okay. Yeah, you may not agree with it. You may laugh at it. I laughed. I don't know why. Give a shit. Because yeah. I understand what crude humor is, and I and I'm not. A, I don't wear a white hat. Yeah. But in twenty twenty, and this is what JD needs to understand too. Yes, you're funny to me. And you may be funny to a lot of people who were born in my time or who grew up in that time or who grew up in the Xbox Live party chats or whatever. Yes, you may be funny to them. Yeah. But what they need to understand is that this is 2020. And in 2020, that doesn't slide because people are pussies. Even I have to learn that. I've learned that in the last month and a half. And I wasn't even commenting on anyone else. Pretty much. I don't know if I told you. I'll play FF14. I don't know if I told you. And we're doing a raid. Now, in any game, when you fight something, you get one shot. You say what, Jay? You say you just got raped, right? Yeah. It raped, you know. I said that about myself, and I got kicked from a party. Now, I laughed them out after it, but I got kicked because I got raped. Because a boss basically one shot me when the tank died. Uh. And I got kicked for mentioning it about myself. Uh. So, if that doesn't tell you that the world's full of pussies, I mean... I don't know what does, but the fact of the matter is, yeah. JD has to learn it, and I'm sure he did. He made his apology video. I don't know if you watched it, but he did no. the apology video. A lot of people literally yeah. called, called him out for that one. I'm not gonna lie to you. He, 
It was like, why did you put it on the podcast instead of making an apology on Twitter with everybody could see it? Because no one's going to watch your video. Which, you know. Well, y'all watch his video. But the thing is, y'all watch his videos anyway. Yeah, that was. He gets 10. But the thing is, he gets 20,000. Listen, this is just facts. I'm just calling out facts. He gets about 15,000, 20,000 views per YouTube video after a string of time. Yeah. That's probably more traffic on there than he does on Twitter. Pretty much. So, why wouldn't he? And it's like, y'all clip his shit anyway. So, why wouldn't he go on his podcast and say it where you can see his face, you can see his speech, and he's then just typing it up? And you can make videos shit. on Twitter, so that that's why a lot of people, what, moving off of this, because we're going to be, I don't want to talk about this for the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the day, he made an apology, he learned from it, Yeah, hopefully, and... Yeah, hopefully he calms that down. Like I said, I, I don't like you know. anymore because of some shit that he said, so I'm just gonna leave him the fuck alone. Like I've said what I said to him on Twitter and everything, and I was like, bro, if that's how you feel, then you know, fuck you. It's over. But like I said, uh what were we about to talk about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, how how um how first of all I wanna talk about that whole Drake Magic situation. Drake Maverick situation. What the fuck did they do all that for? I feel as though that the whole situation with him, him getting fired for this whole tournament, just for him to win and then win a contract, I felt it was kind of disingenuous. What were your feelings on that dumb shit? Going to lie or be honest with you? Uh, be honest. Hello? Typical WWE. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, Typical yeah. WWE bullshit. Mm-hmm. That was weird. This is nothing new. Yeah. This is nothing new. People, this is what I'm Now, was it worthless? Yes. Absolutely. And what makes Drake Maverick so important than all the other people? Yes. Don't get me wrong. What makes him so special than, uh, what was it? Mike Chioda and uh, Luke Harper, the club. Now, what hey, makes no, Drake no, no. Maverick so... He, he was better than the club, I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what makes him so special, that he gets his job, but others keep, you know, he keep, basically he keeps his job, essentially, but everyone else loses their job. Sarah Logan, Leo Rush, you know, people like that. Yeah. That's the, that's the consensus. I'm not really saying he's not important, but that's the consensus around what makes him so important. My consensus is this is typical WWE bullshit. Now, I don't expect this from NXT, but WWE has done this multiple times. They've played with people's storylines. They've played with people's personal things. They've played with death. Remember when Eddie Guerrero passed away, what they do? What, what, just a mere week later or some shit with Randy Orton? Yeah. So, to me, it's something that is out of the ordinary. I mean, it's not out of, now it's out of the ordinary for NXT. And the fact that he lost, I mean... I feel like it's a storyline that if you're going to do something like that, you need it legit fans for, number one. Because honestly, yeah, the people in the full set part have it for Drake, but the storyline will never get the proper, I guess, feeling without actual fans. You'll never know. Yeah. Right? You don't know if you get booed. You don't know if you get be getting cheered. And it's one of those things where, yeah, sure, you can look at it as God's fighting for his job. 
they took it for a storyline because of his video, and he's fighting for a job. And I guess they used it as well. He was already in the tournament to begin with before he was fired. So let's just use that storyline to get him, you know, we legit fired him. But they would be probably knew they were going to hire people back anyway. So they pretty much just said, well, let's just use this as a storyline because we probably planned on hire him back or something. Anyway, I, I don't fucking, I think it was pointless to begin with. Uh, a waste of time. You know, great, he has his job. I'm happy for him. Yeah, but I'm glad he was in a more important storyline than what the fuck he was in with trying to consummate his, yeah, I mean, his wife, all that dumb shit. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, the storyline, listen, it's a storyline of someone fighting for a job, which, you know, in, cer- in, cer- in certain circumstances would work. Um, I think that people negatively react to it now is because of all the people that have been fired. Yeah. That were fired and they're not, and they're still without a job, but yet he miraculously get one. And I, in the general consensus, is why him, and why not a Duran Peraza or a Sarah Logan or whoever else was fired. You know, legitimately, all the wrestlers that were fired that were actually doing. You know, why did you fire the club? They were doing something, even if they were garbage. Per WWE world. They were still still doing stuff with AJ Styles, you know. So why Drake Maverick? What made Drake? Was it because he actually, I guess, in a sense, from what his viewers say, legit wanted to be there, where everyone else probably didn't give a shit to be there? Maybe. Pretty much. Um, like I said, I, I don't take it as this is typical. I've been watching WWE for over twenty years, so for me, it's like uh, typical WWE fashion. Taking someone through a life shit, turning into a storyline, giving him a contract, was everyone else is basically like, fuck you. Or more or less, they'll probably get contracts anyway, once shit goes down. And most of the time that they were using, probably shouldn't go back anyway, because you'd be doing nothing. Yeah. It's like you weren't doing shit when you was there in the first place. Pretty much. You know, you're, you're only upset now. And let's face it, the only reason why happy people are upset now is because of the shit that's going on with the pandemic. And there is no wrestling open. If wrestling was still open, half the people would be fired. Actually, most of them probably still have an like EC3. But half the people would be fired wouldn't open their goddamn mouth. They probably would have been jumping for Joel fucking balloons. Mm-hmm. So, I am honestly indifferent to the open. If I'm being honest, I don't find disgusting. Because disgusting would be saying, saying that is disgusting is like, it's not even typically the iceberg we've seen from WWE in its many years of service. You know, many years going on, so. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a fucking, that is a trip, yo. And I'm not gonna lie to you. It's, at this point, I'm just like, I don't care uh, I, mean, I didn't. I, I didn't care to begin with. That's the sad. That's nothing. I in this whole thing was like, oh, okay, he's getting a job. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, that was pretty weird, dude. That he just like it. It was. It was pretty weird. I'm not gonna lie. To you. Like it's like, oh shit, he got a job now. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the shit was just bad. So. But, I don't know. Yeah, but moving on from there. Yeah. Right? 
how do you feel about this current the last couple of shows of Raw and SmackDown and AEW and NXT now that they added some of the crowd some of the crowd I mean I'm gonna reenact how a I'm gonna reenact how WWE sounds with the crowd this is how WWE sounds with their crowd boo yay boo yay <laughs> let's talk footage <laughs> okay, that's how that crowd sounds. So, in my opinion, I couldn't give a single fuck. The show now, the overall show has been decent. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins has been doing his best work since 2018. Pretty much, no question. Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre is a beast as the movie champ. Probably their guy. best book. The best book. WWE champion in, in recent memory. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, yeah. I don't like that counting shit. That shit is actually starting to get get on my nerves. Well, he's a baby face, so what do you expect? Definitely but, not be counting. Well, it only works with a crowd, so yeah, you know, That's with the I'm crowd, saying. it's fine because like it didn't look right. Like he doesn't need to do that though. Well. Like I said, with the fans, yeah. it it's fine because the fans go three, two, one. You know, I have no issues with it. I don't really. It's not cringe to me because again, it's with the fans there. It was fine because they were actually saying it. I can see if they were doing it, yeah. and he was just you know how wrestlers they do stuff like you know, you know some of these babyfaces they're like come on, and then the fans are like yay. I got one guy in the road. And they're trying to hop. Yeah! You know, but at least with the fans. Hey, man. But at least with the fans, they're like legit going crazy for that. Three, two, one. So I'm fine. Kevin Owens is doing fine. We got a new champ, Apollo Crews, whatever. SmackDown. Was fine. I did not care for. I mean, Jeff Hardy shit was whatever. It didn't offend me whatsoever. I thought it was retarded. Yeah, it's stupid, I, but I, it didn't I, offend I, me. I thought it was not smart, but whatever. It didn't offend me. I, I again, I've seen far worse from this company. Uh, so I am basically the, like huh? when Big Show jumped on the casket of his dad type of worse. I mean, or Triple H fucked a dead woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Triple H. Fuck, listen, listen. Until something gets worse than Triple H fucking a quote quote dead woman, I don't give a shit. Vince McMahon saying the N word. That too. You know, I, I laugh my ass off with that, but still, it's like this is that's the problem with today's WWE fans. It's like y'all don't know shit, do y'all? Yeah, y'all didn't watch wrestling back in the day, did y'all? Because if y'all did, the stuff you're saying now is tame, tame. Pretty much. Like, you have people like Hawk and Animal or Hawk attempting suicide and shit. You had fucking Triple H fucking a quote, quote, dead woman. You had live sex celebrations with Edge where people are now just saying and they're calling him out on it. And they're like, he's almost 10 years old. What the fuck are you talking about now? So it's like, y'all people obviously just do not understand that... 
this shit that you're saying, the Jeff Hardy stuff here, which he probably, obviously, I'm sure he approves. I always, I would hope so. It's tame. It's all tame compared to what wrestling has done or WWE has done. They made Trish Stratus crawl on her legs, crawl on her hands and knees, and bark like a fucking dog. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. The Jeff Hardy thing is not even near, nowhere near close to that. That was pretty fucking weird. Again, I laughed. <laughs> but that's why we don't have that shit no more. Exactly, but the world can't take it. Yeah. The world's a bunch of pussies. And I hate, you know, and it's, I don't like saying it that way because people may take it wrong, but I mean, it's all, the world is soft now. I mean, yeah, the, the SGM, you gotta stop saying it now, man. Come on. For the podcast. Hey, man. Just stop it. Look, man. But, okay. Uh, what else is there that happened? And, uh, oh, uh, of course, NXT in your house is on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. You gonna be watching that drink? Days. Yeah. You definitely don't watch this. One reason why I have that, that's one reason why I have WWE Network, so. <laughs> I'm not paying $50 in the ship for these damn pay per views. They're not worth it. Well, takeovers are usually worth it, but. Yeah. And, and I'm still not paying that type of money. Yeah, and me and Spirit are going to go watch the AEW pay per view at some point so we can review it. Cause you haven't watched it yet? No. We're going to watch it, though. At some point. Because not today. Because I'm going to edit this podcast. All right, I guess we can end it here because, uh, yeah. Also, backlash looking like it's gonna suck already. Cause, I hey man, watch your mouth. We're, we're we're in tune for the greatest, the greatest. Okay, that's what I'm oh, glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually did have that on my mind. Now, when they kept saying this, or right, first when that girl said this is looking like it's gonna be actually the greatest wrestling match of all time. I genuinely stared at my screen and rewound it like three times to make sure she didn't say that. Then, when WWE started billing it as the greatest wrestling match of all time, I legit started throwing up in my mouth. I was like, first of all, Edge and fucking Randy Orton cannot have the greatest wrestling match of all time because they both, while I like them, they don't have that in them. You know who would have a greatest wrestling match of all time type of situation? I don't know. Tommaso and Gargano. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, pretty much any match in NXT. I, I don't know. Dominic Dojavac versus Keith Lee. I, do, do I need to continue on? or like every time Every time that shit happens, I go... That's not possible because it's Edge versus Randy Orton. That's that's the match. But, but greatest. Look, man, their match at WrestleMania was twenty fucking years, okay? And that match was so fucking boring that by the end of the match, I literally legit legit was hoping it ends here. I was like, please stop going on. This match could that match could have ended. 20 minutes before the fucking ending of that match, and I would have been more satisfied with it. But it ended 20 years after the fact. It took 30 fucking minutes for that match to end realistically. Okay? Now, imagine that style of match, but with just them wrestling, with Randy Orton's slow style, and fucking, 
fucking Edge's style, which he's rusty as fuck in the ring. I really don't think they're going to put on a clinic. I really just think they're going to have a match. And then it's just going to be, yeah. This is the greatest wrestling match of all time. How, Chief? Just just how? That's all I'm saying in my brain. I'm like, no. It's not going to be the greatest wrestling match. I'm not going to be, I'm not as intrigued. Like, come on, son. And then, and then there's the fucking, the double. All right, look. I know Braun Strowman, right? Is not really the greatest wrestler of all time right now, right? But why are we putting this man in two on one handicap matches for his championship belts? Because he's the greatest of all? Yeah, okay. If this man loses the what? title to Miz and Morrison, I'm going to literally stop watching wrestling for a year. This is this is not a joke. I'm gonna stop. Hey, hey. Ho ho. Shut up. Uh next was Oscar versus Nia Jax. I don't know what is happening here, but Nia Jax, Nia Jax is to be fucking terminated. Is literally starting to piss me off when it comes to her injuring her opponents. She's injured multiple she people. Go back. She needs to go back to the fucking performance center training in the performance center. Not wrestling. Not even why does she even need to be wrestling for a belt right now? Okay? Who the fuck cares about Nia Jax wrestling fucking for the belts? This is seriously a The Rock. Yes, okay. She's The Rock's cousin. So is Tamina. Now, Tamina for the belt, I was like, seriously, you need to stop. And then when the other half of Samoan Steakhouse got this shit, I was like, yeah, okay, y'all need to stop. Oh, you said Steakhouse? That's, that, that's, that's bullying. Stop being a bully. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to take a, a, the NXT TakeOver in your house. Where we get uh, Champa versus Carrion, Charlotte versus Rhea versus Io, which I honestly think Charlotte needs to get rid of that ma- get rid of that belt. Finn Balor. Io needs to win the title. Io or Rhea needs to win that fucking title. I don't care either or. Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Okay. Uh, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano, and Mia Yim versus Shotzi. No, Mia Yim, Shotzi, and Tegan versus Candice LeRae, Dakota, and Rayquel. Which would be a good match. That's on TakeOver? That's on TakeOver? That is on TakeOver, Chief. Oh. And you know, there's also a surprise wrestler that I've actually been literally like, what the fuck? Um, What the fuck is the name of that dude? That dude that doesn't talk and has been... That literally last week stroked... Uh, Dexter uh, Loomis? Dexter Loomis is fucking... It's starting to become one of my favorite wrestlers. At this point, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is so goddamn hilarious, and like, he just like, I like him. I already like him as a wrestler. The fact that this this man stroked uh, what's his name's head as he as he was out of the ring, like he literally grabbed him, put him in chokehold, and was taking hits and started choking him, and then like literally after he choked him, stroked uh, stroked Roderick Strong's hair. And was just staring off into space. And I was like, this gimmick right here can't be on the main roster. This gimmick, it can't, it can't do it. They can't do it. They can't. They can't. He should never go up to the main roster. 
Because if that happens, he is going to be destroyed, okay? Like, come on, guys. And by the way, I think it's going to be him versus the, all of the Undisputed Era, which would be very cool. That'd be hilarious. Like, that would be cool. Like, I cannot wait. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else you wanted to speak of before we cut this podcast off? I can edit it and it goes No? That being said, by the power of destiny, we are now ending this podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Also, you can find the podcast on Spotify and various things and anchor.com. All links will be in the description. And of course, visit Spotify for the debut bacon pancakes. Follow your pocket on 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 what's it And title. And probably more pi- uh, features coming soon. I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, I'll catch you guys later. Bye, well, thank you.